0: welcome back to another episode of the mindful you podcast i'm alan carroll and I have the privilege and the fun of being a host in the space of mindfulness. And we get to listen to various people who have chosen various paths in order to contribute the benefits of mindfulness to the world around them. And today, Naran Tillman is our guest Naron interesting he born and raised Queens New York outside of Manhattan tough environment violent environment a and crime environment a drug environment addiction environment noise environment always moving always loud boom 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 And he transformed out of that environment through the practice of meditation, through the practice of yoga, practice of breathing, practice of mindfulness. Then he got connected with Deepak Chopra's foundation of bringing this dimension of healing, the yoga, the meditation, and the breathing into the inner city schools. Where the agitation is extreme. And he shared a story in the beginning that he came to the principal of the school and said, nah, it won't work around here. They they can't they can't sit still for and do things like that. They're always moving. And so what he did is he started the mindful exercise with body movement and entered into that stillness exercise. And he said, after a series of lessons. The group who was always agitated was was able to actually close their eyes and become still for 10 minutes. And that was a major breakthrough that disrupted the automaticity of their life. So they begin to wake up and begin to have more of a choice. And then he talks about how it affects the physical body and the health of the physical body. So he's sharing and plus, plus he's also a a preacher from the Pentecostal uh, d- direction and a lot of energy in that church. and So he's able to bring in flavors of Christianity, the wisdom of the Bible, the risen of the Christianity point of view, and tie it in with the mindfulness point of view. And he said, after practicing mindfulness and meditation for 11 years, his understanding of the scriptures has totally changed, totally changed. What he was looking at the scriptures 11 years ago, and now what he sees is different as he has attained that state of mindfulness. So it was fun talking with Naran, and I'm sure that you will also enjoy his talking and how he brings the healingness of mindfulness, not only to the inner city schools, but to all over, all over to corporations, to foundations, in order to bring that healing energy To those people who has a lot of agitation and need to become more still, so please welcome Naran Tillman to the Mindful You podcast. And who am I clapping for? I'm clapping for Naran Tillman. And why am I clapping today for Naran Tillman? I'll tell you why. He's spent the last eleven years playing in a space. That is not a comfortable space. And, and he's been able to bring mindfulness, the tools of mindfulness, the healing of mindfulness into a space which is, as, as he described to me, is a, 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 I would say a lot of agitation. And mindfulness is about stillness. So anybody who can bring stillness into a space of agitation is a healer. Uh, healing that suffering that is caused by the agitation. So I have today, ladies and gentlemen, a, a healer, a healer from New York City. And his name is Naron Tillman. And I want to welcome you and, and also thank you, Naron, for the work that you're doing um, in environments that are uh, that are in need of work like that. So I'd like to pass the baton or pass the mic over to you and have you describe a little bit about who you are and how you got to do what you're doing and 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 really, I was it's gonna be fun to hear you talk because to bring healing into that environment is is a, is a gift from God. so go ahead and introduce thank yourself. You.
1: thank you, Alan, for having me on. um I, I' take delight in being able to share with you and the audience about mindfulness and the work that we do. um, I'm a pastor I've been pastoring for twenty of uh, fifteen years. I've been preaching since I was 24, I just turned 48, so <clears throat> 24 years. And it's a it's a weird road, me learning mindfulness <laughs> um, from a Pentecostal background. And during Hurricane Sandy, I met um, my teacher, Eddie Stern, who happens to be working in the community that I grew up in that was hard hit by Sandy. And he brought me in as a mentor to work with some youth and young adults in another area of Queens. Um, and they were teaching them yoga and mindfulness. And I said to myself, that part of Queens, I got to see this. So, <laughs> so I went and I and I kept coming back and I kept coming back that was about 11 to 12 years ago. And I started out as a mentor to them, just bringing them basic mentorship. So they were teaching best mindfulness practices to youth and young adults through Deepak Chopra's vision and Erica Ford's vision,
0: and so let's uh, let's just slow down that that because that's a the, I, I'm not too familiar with Erica, but I'm definitely familiar with Deepak. So so go ahead and share with our audience who may not know who Deepak Chopra is.
1: So, so Deepak Chopra is a well-renowned um, mindset coach. I call him, but he's a scientist, and he and he and he's really um, beneficial in bringing all of this together. Um, we went, we have some certification in meditation through the um, Chopra Foundation and, and all of that. And this was his brainchild. He met Erica, and Erica was angry because of gun violence. And she was saying nobody's doing anything. No. And then he posed the question, did you try meditation? And she was like, if you help me get a program, I'll try meditation. And he helped build the program. 11 years later, we have urban Yogis <laughs> And um and it, it was a beautiful thing. So we started out in that area. And from that journey, from that beginning, from that seed being planted, me being a preacher, just saying to myself that it, these guys are not going to do meditation in the middle of, uh, of, of the projects because we were in a house, what they call a housing project. And I'm watching them do it and I'm watching them come back week in and week out. And I started to practice.
0: You started, started to practice practicing. the yoga
1: and meditation? I started to practice yoga and meditation. Well, I thought I, I was doing meditation. I thought I was doing yoga. And when I started practicing, I realized that I didn't know anything about meditation, anything about yoga. And it got me deeper into the practice. And it um it opened up my mindset to the possibilities of reusing imagination and, and stuff. And what really helped me to get deeper into the practice, and I didn't start teaching just yet i was mentoring them on lifestyle stuff i had um about with high blood pressure and i used to go into the schools and sell the program to the schools and i'm telling the schools about all the wonderful benefits of this program right it helps to bring down hypertension it helps to bring down helps to broaden the focus it helps to do this it helps to do that and i and i got in my car and i was like well I'm here, I was taking this medicine and it was making me feel lethargic and I was like, I'm telling them that all these benefits that mindfulness meditation (laughs) and yoga does and I'm not even really living out the benefits, right? Right, right, I gave it a shot, started doing it four days a week. Four days a week, hour and a half a day, sometimes five days a week. Blood pressure changed, everything started, um, life started looking different from for me. My understanding of scripture. I would meditate on scriptures. My understanding for scripture starting to broaden. So now I can really I, I became engrossed in the thing that I was saying that was going to help the for young adult. I realized that it, it can help me too. Isn't so that nice? That's, that's how very, I got started. True as teaching and um it's and it's been a it's been a wonderful journey we've we've been highlighted on good morning america local news um for the work that we do we've um worked with uh sonima foundation bringing we were uh able to bring yoga in schools we because we had a foundation behind us in south uh, in california we were able to fight against the institution that said yoga was a religion, and um, and they wanted to ban yoga and mindfulness work
0: from schools. So we've been able to be a part That's of that. That's in California they were talking about that? Yes. Um, yeah, California, California is usually the people that are the leading edge of yoga and meditation, not the ones that have in, the brakes on.
1: Yeah, in San Francisco, but South Palo, Alto, they no, no, no. Uh one of the, oh. one of the mothers was was a devout Christian and she viewed yoga like we were and we were trying to teach religion the religion sure. of yoga, and and indoctrinate and, and their child with, with yoga practices. Um, we work with the NFL, three-play 60 in Kansas City and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've done a lot um, with the um, Chicago Bulls Foundation, Hilton Foundation. So we've, we've been able to move from just focusing in on inner city, and our slogan was healthy, happy kids, to now yoga is for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a kid, if you're in school, um, whatever you are, yoga's know, for everybody and mindfulness and the mindful work
0: is for everyone. Boy, what a what a mission that you're on. What a you're being a preacher too, being a preacher yes. of wanting, wanting to preach, wanting to spread the word out. So you get to choose what words that you want to spread. And if you're spreading the words of mindfulness and the words of Meditation and the words of yoga and the words of spirituality and Deepak Chopra and and this 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 space uh, re- represents a big a, a big powerful energy of stillness uh, and and boy uh, that's a good way of describing because people become in meditation let, let's talk about all right so now we got eleven years of research what mm-hmm. so yeah, so what what has changed. What what has changed in the statistics of my mathematician, scientific Deepak Chopra, huh? Okay, so how many students did this? What changed? So show me some facts, you know, Niran, and maybe I'll donate some money.
1: So when we go into a school, right, yeah. um, you have you have th- this different dynamic. We learned about, in, in church, we call it sin. Oh, sin, sin, inherit sin. But in science, they call it negative bias. Right. I grew up in the housing projects.
0: But in in science, science, they call it what? Negative bias. Negative bias. We lean, yeah, we lean, our, our thought
1: process leans to more negative influence, more negative impressions, more so than positive impressions.
0: So sin would be towards the negative side? Sin Salvation would be, would be, be towards trusted. the other side? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. All yes. right. Negative thoughts, so, sin. All right. So the negative thoughts, but imagine
1: growing up in an environment where there is a food desert, Violence you become numb to, sex you become numb to. addictions, whether it's drug addictions, alcoholic addictions, that' all this is all that you that you're inundated with all day. So your first impressions that are in your mind are all these compounding biases. Or compounding things that tells you that these are ok. Oh, this is okay to just punch somebody in the face. To just take something that don't belong to you. To do it because you're in survival mode. And then what we ingest actually helps to trigger these <laughs> these biases or these things that now become our through our subconscious thought process. This becomes our automatic motion. This is what we do. So when I go into a school and I say to the principal, we, we do yoga, we want to bring out, the first thing the principal says, our kids won't do that. So when, we, when we're when we able to um, get a, a youth or young adult at a certain age, we can start to slow down the process. So you start to see um, um, them come into life. I think you're frozen. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm here. I'm I'm frozen. Okay. With, with, it's it's not frozen. It's mesmer. It's mesmerized. Uh, you're you're just yeah, sharing so something yeah, so, I'm, I'm, so relevant. So,
1: so, Alan, you start to see them come to life, right? You start to you start to see people doing moves, bringing back the childlike mindset. You start to see them passing classes because they can sit down and focus. You start to get them to get quiet. So when I when I, when I I go into a classroom and imagine now all of that now in the education system, there's 35 to 40 kids in the class in, in these communities. So you, I have to start with trying to get them to be quiet for one minute. The reason why we use movement and, and because I was a kid who couldn't sit still. So I said, we have to have movement. We have to do, because I've worked with um, other organizations that just wanted to do breathing and meditation. Like you can't go into a, a community people that are always moving and then tell them to sit down. <laughs> so the movement and the breath work with the movement gets them move gets them up gets them going. Now if I can get them to be quiet for a minute to shut down the computer and I can start putting in some of these positive affirmations for one every negative thought think of three positive thoughts to reinforce that. If I can get them breathing in the nostrils touching the brain giving the breath a color for when you breathe in a light color and feel it like it, filling your body like a balloon. When you breathe out a dark color and that darkness is the violence that you think. If I can get them to just start to listen to their own subconscious thoughts. So a lot of time I get them to listen to them. what is, what is your most dominant thought? Are you thinking about food? Are you think and you should hear some of the stuff that people blurt out because they're so uncomfortable. We are so uncomfortable being silent because we grow up in this environment where it's always noise. The gunshots, the music is loud. The the TV is loud. We we talk over each other. We play cards, we talk loud. We we go to a party, it's loud. It's noise, noise, noise. And now I'm saying, shh. And even in church, everything is loud. (laughs) So when I come in, I say, everybody just be quiet. Somebody got to go Jesus, or make a fart sound or do something because they can't sit it in silence. But then six months in, it's moved from a minute and I put that timer on and I'm like, wow, I got them to sit for 10 minutes in silence. No fart sounds. No bodies wiggling, nobody touching the person next to them. Nobody trying to whisper. It's a powerful thing
0: you bet you bet the uh, ability to become still you, you point you make so many points about the environment that i, I don't live in the environment that you described mm-hmm. i try to live in an environment where superman lived on antarctica called the fortress of solitude uh, i want to i want to close the door i want to eliminate all noise I I want to get the most stillest environment that I can possibly get, and if you have any connections to the university, I think it's Berkeley has a room that is so quiet that you know, maybe it's, it's Salt Lake City, but but you can hear your breath, and it's so loud because the room is this so that so stillness. The way you described it, what I loved about it was it's doable. Yeah. It's doable. It's not it's not woo-woo. Maybe you can't no. Notice that every thought that you think, there's no there's no space at all between the thoughts that you speak, and there's no space between the thoughts that you think. So if we can disrupt that, if we can if we can do a disruptive technology to the pattern of the speaking by inserting emptiness and silence. Between the sounds to have the realization that there is an empty space between this sound and this sound, and that opens the portal that allows you to drop into that space of sea of emptiness that is that it that reduces the suffering that you're experiencing on the surface in the storm. And so you are calming the waters. And Jesus did that, I believe, somewhere in the scriptures. You are leading us <laughs> beside the still waters. Uh, you are guiding us. You are demonstrating what the, what the, what in Christianity they've written all over the place. But you're able to bring that healing, the the the, the spirit of God, into the schools. Now, now we got to watch out with that one because <laughs> people are going to say no religion in the schools. Well, religion is yeah. religion is spiritual healing. The purpose of religion is to to bring peace. Stillness. Yeah. So anyway, you got to yeah. do that. And boy, how wonderful things you've been doing. This is great. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: So we we started working. Um, I work with a few churches now and they're seniors and trying to bring back motion and movement. But we use breath work, silence and meditation and visualization. Um, I've learned over the last few years, talking to some of my quantum physics buddies, <laughs> about the power of visualization, about the power of, of futuristic thinking and how that is actually helping with with the work that we've already been doing. The great thing about energy and the great thing about the laws of attraction is if you start putting something in motion, the, the God will bring people in your path that'll help you move forward and give you um, great ideas to help you with the work that you're doing. So with our seniors, we, we, we're talking about, again, in, in communities that we eat, we may have bad diets, fried chicken, collard greens, and all that stuff, stuff that brings inflammation in the body, stuff that causes disease to fester in the body, stuff that causes our limbs to, to tighten up. And there, if there's no motion, there's no proper breath work. There's no, so I spend an hour um, in some facilities working with, senior citizens, and we talk about breath work, and I can say to them, be mindful. Now, how can I say, in these, these are in church context, because of me being a, a pastor, I know how they, the scriptures now look different to me than they did when I first started pastoring.
0: Give me an example. Show me. Yes. Do you have one in mind that has a new revelation to it? Yes. So, the Bible says, be
1: anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God. Think on those things. Don't think of the thing that makes you anxious. So to be anxious for nothing means don't be don't don't have the thoughts of anxiety. But in, I want you to shift your anxious brain, yep. shift your conscious thoughts to think on those things which are lovely. Think on those things which are pure. Think on those things which are, have a good report. Sing songs that make you happy. Think on those things. So the the thing is that, that and what what, what what opened up to me is that before we would look up to heaven and to tell God to bring down blessings, right? Absolutely. So lift, lift up your hands. God send down the blessing, and we we're, we're crying out, "Yeah, we're waiting for blessings to come." But when I saw that scripture revolutionized to me, He didn't say, "Wait for me to send down blessings." He said, "I don't want you to be anxious. I want you to think." I want you to take the actions. Think on those things which are pure. In other words, I want you to transform. I want you to rewire the way that you are thinking so when I have you in a meditative stance, I can use that scripture in meditation. This is what you're doing. I want you to shift your thoughts from the things that's making you anxious and start thinking of some things that make you smile. Start thinking of some things. So what I do with the singer's visualization, I say, think about something that you used to love doing that you can't do no more. Whether it's dancing, singing, and visualize that. Visualize yourself doing that thing. If you was uh, playing sports, visualize yourself playing sports. Now, think of the you in the present time doing those things. What does that look like? The present you doing something that you used to love doing that you can't do no more. That's why we're here. So we can get the mobility back. So when I was coming up, grandma used to say, we thank God for the activities of our limbs. And then they're like, yeah, we think, all right, so now let's get those limbs active again, right? Because we're thinking on those things. So, so we we remove another one. I can do all things, and they finish through Christ's strength me. So I don't want you to come into my class telling me I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to come in and say, oh, the doctor said I can't, right? So we talk about micro-movements, I may not be able to do this today, but I want you to monitor Can
0: do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can do this. Yeah. Right. And if I keep doing this through repetition, through coming back, through sitting in that chair, through getting on that mat, if I keep doing this, eventually I'll be able to do this. I have a class on Wednesday nights. They were 90% chair bound. None of them have chairs no more. I called one of the ladies, mama, mama threw the walk away. She comes in and she's on the mat. She does downward, upward dogs. She does sun salutation A, modified sun salutation Bs. She keeps those arms up. She can she can do some things that some of the younger um, ladies can't do because she kept coming back. <clears throat> and went want to see it work, to see people yep. get their lives back. I know I'm, 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 I'm talking a lot, but I do want to share an experience that just happened to me. I work in a, um, a homeless shelter, and I was teaching a mother and daughter, and it's a six-week program, and it's a train-to-trainer. We train other people to do, so, and we want to go into the facility. Now, we're using this facility as a model so that we can build in the facility a mindfulness program through Urban Yogis. And the mother has <clears throat> had a, a disease. I, I don't want to say what it was because I can't remember whether it was lupus or MS, but it it, it meant she was in, she chair-bound, and she walked with a walker, but she, she really was chair-bound. And we, during this practice, I play affirmations in the background. So, and I am, I am healed, I am, and and these things are playing while we're doing the yoga. And that's becoming, and it's, 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 you know, I'm helping them to reimagine. They don't know what what it's doing, but it's putting new impressions into the subconscious while we do our practice. So I told them, think of something that you want to do that you can't do now, same visualization. She said she's engaged and she wants to be able to walk down the aisle. So one day she gets up out of the chair and she starts walking around the room and her daughter's behind her and she's shaking and she's walking around and and the IM is going and she's saying it out loud. She goes to the doctor, she has a trauma, a traumatic experience, this is a Wednesday night. That weekend, her body goes through trauma. The resistance comes. She tells the director, I can't do that no more. It's making me sick. She didn't see the small movement, the micro movement of victory. All she could do was lean. And I never got a chance to talk to her again because you can't get me into the facility. I don't don't have that. Because I can explain to her what happens is the, the negative bias is going to rise up because that's what it says. I own your body. She, I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to do an event there this afternoon. We're doing we do yoga pop ups, sure. and I pray that she comes out. Yeah, we'll have free school.
0: Let us just um, say it. Let's just say alignment on that. We'll pray that she shows up today, and happy. So I can trip. tell us right.
1: that this is what happens. Yeah, when you start to when you start to think and transform, when you start to see transformation, it gets worse, and then it gets better. The seed goes into the dark, and then it harvests into the. Reality.
0: Very, very sweet. Very sweet. You you describe something about uh, Eckhart Tolle, who's a good friend of Deepak Chopra. I've watched them on YouTube together. Talks about the uh, the thought that you're thinking. Most people, he said, 80,000 thoughts a day go 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 through your mind, and. And Raja Yoga is about the management of the thoughts that that you think. And one of the basic things that you want to be able to do is to be aware that you're thinking. Uh, and once mm-hmm. I'm aware that I'm thinking, uh, then I can begin to choose about is there beneficial is there benefits following this train of thought? Is it harming my physical body? Uh, and so immediately you realize those negative thoughts are are physically harming your physical body. And now I have the power. To shift my focus to things that are of a higher vibration, and hmm. I then begin to speak in a way in which the Course of Miracles talks about God cannot do for you. God cannot do for you. God help me. God for you. That God cannot do through you. Hmm. And when you start to believe that 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 you have the power to speak to speak for the Word of God, what would you say? <laughs> what, you, what you would say would be love and compassion and joy and peace and stillness and mindfulness. These are the things that you would say if you're a God now, but you're saying this right now. So you, you speak for, you speak, uh, uh, you speak for the song of uh, of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's uh, it, it comes through mindfulness and the Holy Spirit are, they're, they're definitely connected. Uh, and I'm, and you're a preacher. So I'd like to just, just tap into that. What is the connection that you see when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the spirit beyond the physical, and the mindfulness and the meditation as a bridge to build to get to that space of of, of emptiness, of spiritual, where the Holy Spirit lives?
1: Good question. There's blockers that, that, that come from So we talk about, when, when we talk about salvation, <clears throat> the misnomer is that we're being redeemed from a dark place, darkness, and translated into light. So this translation happens most in, in a religious context. Everything happens externally. But in its truest form, the purest form, everything happens mentally. Everything you bet. happens in the mind. Yeah, yeah. So, let's let's,
0: let's, let's take, say that again, because that's a big deal. <laughs> so yeah. say that one again. So, and add a little more meat to it, because the the idea that what you create in your mind comes first uh, is, like, pretty important stuff.
1: Yeah, so the, the, in religious context, everything happens on the outside. Meaning, I go to church, I put on a suit, I, I got my Bible under my arm. I don't read it, but I have it. Yeah. I sing in the choir, I stand I at the door. Sing in the choir. So all of this, Yeah, and they say, I've been in church all my life. All my life. But... But you've been in church, but have you been renewed in the mind? Have you been transformed by the renewing of your mind? Um, have you been translated from darkness into light? So when we lo- use low vibration words as, as believers, like I want, well, the Bible said I shall not want. But where does that happen at? It happens first in the mind. Everything has to be realized in the mind. So the illuminating process of the spirit we talked about those words that play out in our head all of those thoughts that come across our but in between each thought what Deepak says is there there's a gap in between the thoughts and that's where the spirit rests that's where we found our sweet spot
0: there's a gap between the thoughts so let's yeah, say that a, again
1: the gap in between the thoughts it may seem like we have one long thought right but in between each thought, it's is, 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 is a movement. It's a movement. With meditation and with, when we meditate, and I'm, I did a whole series on prayer and meditation, and why combining the two is important. What prayer does is prayer shapes, we use our words to help sh- shape our thought. What meditation does, it is help open the gap so that we can rest in the place of what we call discernment, that's where we get our discernment from or our spirit or open up what, what some would say our third eye. If we're not exercising that, we're going to have religious thoughts without being able to operate within the spirit of those thoughts. So we have people who say, I love God, but then they'll go bomb a building. Because they feel like they're doing God a favor. But if you tap into that quiet place where the spirit dwells, the more we tap in, the wider the, the 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 longer the thoughts come. The more you start to see the gap in between each of those thoughts, the more things begin to slow down. It's like being a rookie playing football, and they say, "I see ghost Sam Darno, and being a veteran that says, "Oh, that guy moved to the left. I'm I know that he's about to try to blitz, right?" Because he's he spent time in the study room, spent time with the spirit, the spirit. When we sing songs in church, and this is something I have to really come across, and when I sound like this, I sound anti-church, and I'm not. We say, I want the spirit to come down. And we're pointing people to everything on a spiritual plane from the outward, when everything that the person needs is already inside of them. What we need to do is point them, redirect them to focus on what's already built inside of us and tap into that which we already have. And then we start to see how everything slows down. Everything starts to make sense, and it, God doesn't become this big thing other than us, but God dwells in us.
0: Ooh, mm. beautiful, beautiful. The 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 idea in Buddhism of the distinction they make between a state of disembodiment. And the Mm -hmm. way I would describe disembodiment is that you're lost in the thoughts. You're in the monkey mind of the thoughts, the thoughts and thoughts and thoughts, those 65,000 thoughts all day long, thought, 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 thought. And then they say, well, there's another state of consciousness called the embodied state of consciousness and the embodied state of consciousness. And you're saying goodbye to the disembodied state of consciousness. And you're saying hello to the, to the, to an embodied state. Well, Where's this embodied state? Well, I wonder where the embodied state is. And so breathing is embodied. Uh, the grounding of your feet is embodied. The visualization mm-hmm. is a show that's going on embodied. It's not a movie theater outside, it's a movie theater on the inside. Um, and, and so the more time that you're able to be embodied, uh, the further away you get from the disembodied state, which is the thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the thoughts are like the gravity. The closer the thought, the stronger the gravity. The further the thought is away, the weaker the gravity. So the more you go in, uh, the the further the gravity becomes, and so the influence that that thought has on your actions becomes nothing. But yeah, at the beginning, mean, it was everything. But at the it end, was everything. Nothing. It's nothing.
1: And, and and you know when I when I began to meditate and and began to through these practices, I saw myself as a part of creation,
0: not what say that again?
1: A power as, as a part of creation. Oh, part so of
0: creation. You are a part of creation
1: of all of creation. Yeah. So, yeah, I look at I look at all of creation differently. So when you talk about grounding, that's what triggered that thought. Because before you like, oh, we're, we're taught like we're better than the trees. We're better than in that context. Because we have a will, does it make us better? We are part of creation, and then we, if we respect all that, all that is embodied in creation, that all things were were created for Him and by His good pleasure, then we have a better understanding of our place in creation, and not as a sovereign person or a sovereign being in creation, but as a participant in creation to bring forward love and harmony in in, in the world.
0: And uh, and as you part the waves between the thoughts, you realize there's a blank canvas there. And yeah. you then have the power to paint on that canvas what you want to see outside. Um, and, and so obviously I'll paint love, kindness, and compassion. And all of a sudden I speak love, kindness, compassion. I see love, kindness, and compassion. And that's all I see because that's my that's my reality but what do you have to give up what do you have to give up what ha- what do you got to give up to part them waves and you you got to give up something big in order to do that and most people no way am I gonna give that up No way I'll hold on to that to the day I die Jesus it's, told it's me funny so.
1: I was I was um I was on a train yesterday on my way to teach class and I started thinking about the scripture we die daily. And i was like wow i'm to I'm really gonna dive into what does that mean we die daily, so we we have to give up some stuff. What did I have to give up? I had to give up potato chips." <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, 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 right. no. We're not giving up potato chips. No, that's that's not yeah. that's not on the table. I've been eating potato my daddy's been eating potato chips, my right. mom. That's right. Totally. That's, that's, that's
1: so I had to give and, and and I know that sounds funny, but it was difficult because that, that was a snack that I, I, I lived with all my life. I can't remember not having potato chips. Right. Right. So but if I know that it's harming me, all right, I had to give up bacon. I know that it's harmful because I'm I'm, a, I'm aware now of what it's doing to me. So I keep doing it and I go to the doctor and he's like, you got to get your cholesterol down. And I go, okay, I'm going to get it down. But then I go have a bacon sandwich. I'm I'm just aware of the ramifications of it, but I'm not actually giving anything up. Right. The number three killer in the world, not in America, in the world, number one and two fluctuates. Is um, heart disease and cancer fluctuates. Number three is medicine. 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 The medicine that we take. The medicine that we take. It's killing us.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I let you talk to my wife. She's a big believer in in uh, not going to hospitals and watch those. Watch out for those Western doctors. Uh, they want to. They want to treat you with medicine. And whereas I like Deepak, wants to treat me with yoga and meditation and uh, i'd rather be treated with the spiritual work of yoga and meditation and the breath work and it's this wonderful uh, so we're going to we're going to complete uh, our Thank conversation you. but the conversation is not complete as far as i'm concerned Naran. you you are a, a, your ability to to speak uh, from the heart is real uh, rejuvenating i think is a word i would use Re- rejuvenate uh, rejuvenate uh, the the power of stillness as it is is practically applied in in situations and has a healing effect uh, they couldn't stop for 10 seconds now they can stop for 10 minutes and my people might say so what but in the first one, you're on that automatic reaction to what's going on. But as you're able to shift over here, you now have that 10 minutes of silence to ponder what seeds that you want to sow in the garden of your reality. And you, are, you have the seeds. You, you sow the seed. You, you sow those attack seeds, you live in an attack reality. You sow the seeds of, of love and compassion and joy, uh, you live in that reality. And so you're sowing seeds of love and compassion and joy in a concrete garden. And you're seeing little flowers, little things happen in a concrete garden where they said, this is the lowest, darkest place. Can't get any worse than this. And the way you vividly described it of the daily bombardment of sound. Just you, you you, uh, personally, I was watching the news, which I never watch at, at six o'clock and i couldn't believe it actually physically affected my body to hear all the the negativity of the world coming into my mind uh turn that sucker off right away uh because it has a strong influence but we don't think it does and that's why the power of meditation that you're bringing into the schools and the around the world is is uh, wonderful wonderful so thank you very 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 much for being a wonderful guest and i look forward to having future conversations because you're a you're a cornucopia of, of of love for people so i i like that very much
1: thank you thank you
0: and anything that you'd like to say to the audience if they wanted to reach out how to contact you or reach out how they can make donations to the foundations uh, that... um
1: right now we, we're uh, we're rebranding everything with our website and everything so I'll... Um, we don't have our website up and going, but it is Urban Yogi's, um, and it's going to be Urban. I had it, but it's, it's Urban Yogi's, but our um, we have a PayPal, which is the church's uh, Tillman at One Ministries. That's the name of the email. Dot church. Tillman at One church. You can give to our PayPal there. We have our business accounts and everything, but it's not connected to our our um, websites and stuff yet. So well, as soon as we get that up, I'll, I would love to give Get back to you at that. But I also, um, if anybody ever, this is my first time guesting. Um, my one of my goals is to go out and start speaking and talk and and like I I sit there and I look at Deepak and I'm like I I could do that. You can do
0: that. You can <laughs> I, do that.
1: I really want to. I really want to really um, get in, involved. So if anybody, uh, my email is Tillman two two nine at, at gmail and we're we're always ready to. Guest or speak or just share with anyone, and I thank you for allowing us to come on and share what it is that
0: we do. Well, excellent, and uh, so we we will we will continue to be be connected into the future because this sounds like an exciting an exciting opportunity for us to go back and forth a few times. So I'll I'll wish Thanks. you bye. I wish you success, and I wish you to have a joyful stillness day. Full of bliss and joy.
1: Well, it's 80 degrees in New York, and I have an outdoor event (laughs) about to go teach at the um, homeless shelter of uh, uh, kids fresh out of school, trying to get them to get on the mat.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you very, very much. All right. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, and please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast, and please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.